a charge to keep I have, a God to glorify, a never-dying soul to save and fit it for the sky. Arm me with jealous care, as in thy sight to live. And, O thy servant, Lord, prepare a strict account to give. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of the Get Home Safe podcast. Excuse me while I clear my throat there. Good morning to everyone out there watching on Facebook Live. We are live on our Facebook page, Get Home Safe Podcast. I know it's early, but appreciate everyone for tuning in. I think I got everything correct here on the the uh, Facebook Live, connected all the dots and everything. So here we are. Good morning to all. And today is the final Real Hondo Prep football show of the season. Uh, and that is because, unfortunately, Real Hondo Prep lost on Friday night, 33-20 to to St. Pius X St. Matthias in a very hard-fought football game. Um, we are going to be joined by head football coach Mark Carson here, upcoming. Um, first off, uh, to the fans out there, today is you know an opportunity for you guys to, I guess, write in, call in, if you will. Um, uh, to say anything you want really uh, about the season. Um, I have a few thoughts uh, off the bat that I'm going to get to. Um, also, you can send in an email. Uh, you can comment on the Facebook Messenger page here if you like. And if you should so feel inclined, um, you can also... Uh, send in a voice message, call in if you like, if you'd like, uh, I'll, I'll repeat that a few more times here throughout the, the, uh, the morning, I should say, but, um, yeah, you can call in if you like with a voice message and you can do so. If you look at, uh, one of the last posts we did on the Facebook page, uh, on get home safe podcast, Facebook page, you should be able to find the link there. Uh, basically it's anchor.fm slash 15. One five MPH slash message. So if you uh, can't remember that, just go to the Facebook page and you should be able to uh, click on that and leave your one minute limit message. Anyway, here we are. It is the day after the day after. Um, again, Rio lost a tough game Friday night, 33 to 20. Very proud of those young men um, for their effort. And I remember playing back in the day and hard to believe it's been 18 years. I've, uh, I was talking to my good friend, Bill Ritter, the class of 03. And, um, you know, you're 18, most of us anyway, when you graduate and, um, you know, age wise, we're 18 again, 
36. And, uh, you know, basically he summed it up. He said, you know, us playing football was half of our life ago, a half a lifetime ago for us. And that's just so odd to think about. Uh, it still feels like yesterday when we were playing ball for RHP and, and I'll say this, man, it's, it's never easy, um, to walk away from something you love. Uh, I I've had to do that a few times in my uh, career. And I think I, it it started kind of with RHP football, taking a helmet off for the last time. It's not something anyone wants to do and it's not easy to do. And I, I look back at, you know, my final game at Rio, it was at Dwarty High School because Rio didn't have an 11-man field yet. And uh, the field was too small dimensions-wise. So we played our home games at Dwarty. We played at Monrovia. Um, rented out the field. It was a playoff game against those hated Grace Brethren Lancers. And um, I was injured. Not to go down memory lane here all about me or anything, but I was injured and uh, trying to play in the, in the playoff game. And I remember my final play, I, we were down right around the 10 yard line and Bill Ritter's wide open in the end zone. And I was used to throwing the ball outside fades and, you know, out patterns and, um, you know, was getting some pressure. And I, I just overthrew Bill. He made a great move. He was wide open in the end zone and I threw it clear over his head. And, you know, if I threw it over Bill's head, it was really high because he could jump out of the building and the ball left my hand and I was just like, no, 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 that this is that. Cause we were trying to catch grace. We were down two touchdowns and that would have put us within one with plenty of time left. And um, that was it. And I went to the sideline. I think Mr. Drain was pretty upset at me. I was really mad at myself and I, I never went back in. And I remember I told you, I said this on the Facebook live. I remember sitting there, standing there on the sideline as the clock was counting down. Grace was just taking knees and I kind of walked off down the sideline a bit and I was like there's no way this is how it ends and I think a lot of RHP football players have felt that before the the, the finale finality of it all is that the right word um and as the final seconds ticked down I stepped onto the field not by much but on the not out of bounds but in bounds I stepped on because I wanted to be on the field as on the final play of my RHP career. I wanted, I, I just, I didn't want it to go. And I remember being in the locker room and I did not take my pads off for the longest time. Finally, we had to, it was like, I don't want to take these off. And when I, when I saw Friday night, um, so many great real careers come to an end, that's difficult. It's not easy. Um, I'm going to get it too deep here, but like you go to funerals a lot and you hear people talk about, this is not a time to grieve. This is time to celebrate. And there's, there's some truth in that anytime you're kind of grieving. So it's sad to see some of these guys go, but it's also a reason to celebrate them. It's a reason to celebrate the incredible accomplishments of a senior class that was they were the right guys for the job as far as the past two, three seasons of RHP football, making a great playoff run, losing to a pretty talented Harupa Hills team in a very close game 
back in 2019, incredibly close game. Uh, having the just the constant preparation and readiness in 2020 when your season is canceled, postponed, then you end up playing just three games. I mean, a lesser group of men, lesser men in RHP football would have let the program slip away a little bit in that mo at that time. And um, they didn't. And it's, it's a great credit to the class of 2020 as well. Jack Van Clee, Brandon Davis, just to name a few. What they went through the past few years and then having their senior seasons shortened. Uh, but the class of 2022 has been very special. And I have had the absolute privilege to talk to um, a few of them here on the podcast. And it's so great to see young men doing something they love, doing something that I used to love. And I, you know, I've, I've, I could pretty much see anything on TV or movies, even real life situations. I've seen some pretty rough injuries. I've seen, um, you know, people pass away in person. I've seen pretty gruesome things on movies. I could, I could see almost anything, but one of the hardest things in the world for me to see is uh, real Hondo prep football players, seniors singing the alma mater for the last time. It is uh, heart-wrenching in a way. But I guess if you think about it, it's not the last time you're going to sing it, but it is the last time you're going to sing it in your uniform. And that being said, I want to welcome the 2022 seniors of Rio Hondo prep football to a pretty cool club. I would say the best club is RHP football itself, being a football player for, for real representing competing, wearing that uniform, but I got to tell you what a, a pretty great club is as well. And that is, uh, a real hondo prep football alum. And I want to welcome each and every one of those seniors into the alumni. Because now, guys, with all the memories and moments you've given us, now you get to be one of those old men that cheers for kids you've probably never met that digs out your letterman jacket a few years after high school, see if it still fits and show up at a big game. You guys now get to carry the torch of being proud members of the RHP alumni. And the one, well, there's been many blessings, but one of the biggest blessings for me in doing this podcast the past few months, specifically the real Hondo prep football episodes has been the interaction with alumni, has been the moments where I've been talking with a buddy in Oregon about the big high school game Friday night. And with all the drama in professional sports and even college sports to an extent, I think a lot of us 
old men, a lot of us alumni kind of refound that real Hondo prep football passion that wasn't buried by any means, but just kind of sat on the counter, just sitting there waiting for us. I think a lot of us over the years have been like, Oh, how's Rio doing? Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, they made in the playoffs. Oh, they made, they won a title. Oh man. They beat Polly. But I think this year, so many of us invested more time into the success of the program. Our Saturday mornings, our attitude Saturday mornings were determined by what occurred Friday night. And that's a fun place to be. Unfortunately, after games like Campbell Hall or St. Pius, sometimes those Saturday mornings are, are kind, of, kind of a bummer. But again, that's why you play the game. That's why you compete. You compete to see exactly what you're made of, to see what you can accomplish. And I got to tell you, fellas, the class of 2022, you guys represented Rio so well over the past few years. And I would say for most of you, People question, hey, what's a care? What's a care? I would challenge anyone to find a better definition than the class of 2022. To say, those are cares. So many people don't know the answer to that question, but I would just say sometimes, um, sometimes you just got to point to who represents that as an example. You know, the cares, it's not a ma physical mascot. No one's dressed up in a costume. There's no, nothing like that. The cares are the students of Rio Hondo Prep, the alumni of Rio Hondo Prep that care, pun intended, they care about things of God. They care about everything they do. So, Got a few people watching here on Facebook Live. I'm sure we'll have more. It's a little early for everyone. Um, last week, we did the show at 745, or was it a few weeks? Anyway, and a little easier for people getting up when coming off a huge win. So I'm sure we'll have more people on here shortly. But for right now, we're going to be joined by head football coach Mark Carson. He's in the waiting room. So let's bring him on for the final time of the season as he connects to audio and such. Mark Carson, good morning, sir. You're on live with the Get Home Safe podcast. Good morning, Matt. Great oh. to be here. How you doing? I'm well, sir. Let me just switch over to my phone audio like a, a rookie that I am. Okay, test, test. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Loud and clear. Okay, loud and clear. Excellent. Uh, hey, Mark, good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. You got a bright blue sky behind you, similar to, to what I do, my view here. Uh, how you doing, man? Um, look at the season came to an end Friday night. You and I actually talked a little, uh, before this, but, uh, opening statement from, uh, the unfortunate loss to St. Pius in the second round. Um, yeah, the journey came to an end and, uh, it was a great journey, but yeah, it came to an end. Um, and it all happened so fast, right. When, when your season ends, you know, rather than sending out the, schedule for the week email it's you know a closing statement for the week email to the parents and, and the kids uh, 
and and wrapping up, which is uh, you know, bittersweet because it was such a great uh, great season. Um, and yeah, guys played again like the uh, like the Warriors they are, and um, the game was the game was two v one. You know, there were plays to be made that a uh, few plays go differently. And, and we think we're right there at the end to, to try to secure the win, but it uh, wasn't, didn't happen. And so, um, you know, it's, it's tough, right? Um, the sun did rise on Saturday morning and, and life does go on. And um, you say all those cliches, right? And, and you know, um, the journey was great and that's what you want to focus on, but you know, that's kind of, it's kind of what losers say after they, they lose the game. And so, um, you know, but I think that there is truth to that where it's, you know, in time, uh, these these guys and uh, the Rio family will look back on this season and say, wow, what a what an amazing group. Um, what an amazing accomplishment to, to even compete in Division 7. Um, what an amazing accomplishment to even just to go back to, you know, week, week, week zero of the season and rolling poly like we did just uh, all that, the build up to that. And then the, the 10 week season that followed and, and all the drama that was involved. Um, the win at Charter Oak was just, was just uh, for us, one for the ages. And um, I think this team that when you look at it, it'll go down. Um, historians will look very kindly on, on the 2021 Rohan football team. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, We've hung 14 banners in the uh, Stiver Center, the old American Savings Pavilion. Um, but, but you know what? There, there's games I look up on those banners, and I'm going to say uh, at times, wait, who did we beat that year? In t- I, I, 2012, I know, Mission Prep or whatever, but there's going to be times I look, I look at banners. I'm like, wait, who did we win? Who did we beat? Excuse me. But I know that when I look back on 2021 – I'll, I'll know exactly uh, some of the big wins, the opener against Polly, of course, um, the, and the huge win at Charter Oak on the road uh, in the playoffs, no less. So that game, that's that singular moment itself um, is something that all RHP historians will, will, uh, will cherish forever. And, you know, Mark, I hated losing. I always have, you do. Every, I mean, I, I remember when people would say the, the catchphrases, Oh, it's, you yep. know, you guys tried or they, people would clap when we lost. I used to hate that. I'm like, it's no clapping. We yeah. lost. But yeah. as you grow older, you understand that there's an appreciation for effort and people hurt when they see, you know, the kids hurting as well. Right. Right. And, and they want to console you and make you feel better. Um, but really nothing you can really say feels better, makes it feel better. You know, <laughs> I hate to, hate to, um, um, disappoint people, but, um, you know, it's really just about consoling the guys. And, uh, that's what it was like in the locker room, really just consoling them and, and, um, lifting them up. Um, you know, big, big warm embraces after the game. And that, that, that was a lot, that meant a lot. And I saw that with the fans and the parents, um, outside the locker room or even on the field. Right after the game. So, um, that's really all you can do. Um, you know, we'll have our, our football banquet where we can kind of reminisce and, and show the highlight videos and all that. Uh, the kids will enjoy that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's hard to lose. And, um, you know, what do I say about the game, man? It was 
a few plays go differently. We think we're right there. Um, our guys, you know, admittedly, we're not emotionally, not mentally, but I think uh, physically fatigued from the prior week. Um, you know, when you have really 14, 15 guys playing most, almost all the snaps in special teams, you, you, um, you're beat up against a physical opponent who's, who's playing, um, you know, 30, 40 guys. And so um, that's really something that we're going to have to learn to deal with. And the only way to deal with that, Matt, is to get bigger as a school and, and get more guys, um, more football players. So, you know, because I think we're always going to be competitive. We're always going to win. And so the days of Division 13, uh, 12 are, are behind us. You know, I don't think we'll ever go back. And so um, we got to figure this out. And uh, to me, it presents a great challenge and a great opportunity. Um, the whole CIF format, which is kind of weird, I don't know how else to say it, um, is is maybe a discussion for another show. I don't know if you want to bring that up at all, but <laughs> but but um, like we can go into that for a long time. But it is what it is, and so we got to to us as coaches and a, and a school and as a program, it presents the great challenge. It's like um, we got to be able to withstand playing. Um, quality, quality teams, um, which, you know, every week, if we're going to make a run in the playoffs and that's what we got to be able to do. And, um, and so, you know, we even went really light this week on the guys. Um, but, you know, JG, who was phenomenal, uh, 190 yards, I think, didn't, didn't really practice uh, that much this week. Um, and, and, you know, we had to, we had to just dial it all back just because the guys were so beat up, you know, after the game. And so, um, but we got to figure it out. And so that's the great challenge that's ahead. Real Hondo will figure it out. They always have. And, you know, when there was a transition from six man to eight man, I'm sure there was challenges. Eight man, uh, small school, to eight man, large. There was challenges. Uh, big jump was eight man to 11 man. I mean, uh, playing full games. That was a big deal because we had so many halftime blowouts and such. So there have been challenges that have been embraced by the football program and, it's such a fine line, Mark, because you want the your program to play at the highest level, to take on some of the local um, big-time programs like you did against Charter Oak. At the same time, knowing that week in and week out, football is a, a battle of attrition, and uh, you're never going to give excuses for a small roster. Never, never, never. Um, but, but, yeah, that's the one area where football is so different. You want to compete against schools like you, but I think the bigger challenge what alumni also want is to to play those bigger schools like you guys have have done recently right and the, the attrition element is is really you hit it the nail on the head great word great vocab there matt that rhp education always shining through right. um but uh, and that's that's what that's what caf doesn't quite understand with this is just the attrition of football and you think they would you know a lot of smart people down there football people but um the attrition element and you know we're we're, we're running at the red line, man. And it's just like, it's so close to, um, you know, you go over that red line and, and it's just, um, you know, your body just can't, just can't operate at the same level that you want it to. And so, um, but like I said, it's, it's, it's something that we're going to have to deal with. If we want to, we want to be good. We want to be, we want to be talked about as a big time program. And, um, if we do that, we have to get bigger. And so send us your kids, send us your friends, um, guys who, who want what we're all about and want to play, play good football. 
I, I do hope that people who see this podcast or, or maybe have seen a football game at, at Rio, I just, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You're not going to get a better high school experience than Rio Hondo prep. You can, you know, knock the small classroom size or whatever, but uh, every alumni who, who's gone through the school, I would say most of them anyway, uh, would agree that, hey, um, you know what, you would absolutely uh, enjoy your time there. Um, you know, Mark, just to, just to prove Kind of that, you know, good teams lose football games. Uh, Glendora undefeated went down last night, 17 to 15, to Apple Valley. So uh, to fans out there, if you don't think the small things matter, just think of the last game you lost by a point or two like Glendora did last night. That's football, Mark. Sometimes that's all we can say. Yeah, and that was Apple Valley without their stud QB. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you really liked Glendora's chances. Uh, their best player was a – uh, Braden Bruss was a, was a K- KYL alum, as there are so many out there. And so we were rooting for them. And, uh, yeah, I hate to see them go down. But, man, it was, it was, it was a tough week for the San Gabriel Valley in general. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess, you know, South Pasadena in Division 13 is rolling. So, But don't get me on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to get on that either. Um, I've talked to a, actually another coach in the city section um, who was talking to me about uh, some of the things they got going over there, an O and 10 team in the playoffs and division three making, I mean, there's all kinds of weird, stupid things going on, but uh, to, to the great teams of the San Gabriel Valley, uh, congrats uh, on great seasons, Brandon Bruss. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Glendora got to love those uniforms for some reason, something about that black, red, black, and white uh, combination that, that looks all too familiar. Mark looks, looks it's, sharp. Yeah, it is best <laughs> for my money. Best, best color combo. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, Mark, I got a few questions for you um, from some fans, a lot of similar faces. Um, I'm not sure if our Facebook live is working or not. We got some people uh, watching, but uh, no comments yet, but here are two questions written in from some alumni. Of course, our good man, Maynard Bajorquez. Um, He says a question for Mark in the future with an awesome football season and a future renovation project of the grounds of Rio Hondo prep is Rio considering increasing the number of students, or are we still limited to our current teacher and student ratio and space? Okay, so um, yeah, we've done a few things. Uh, great question, Maynard, to, to plan for expansion. So the answer is yes. And number one, we moved sixth grade um, from the Rio campus to Pearl um, to, to open up more classroom space. Um, and obviously the building of Stiver Center seven years ago, um, the current campus renovation that's going on. This is going to be really cool, really finish the campus. It's going to, and Rio alums got to come down. It's going to be a beautiful uh, entryway, entry plaza, which is, you know, kind of been the, the only eyesore left on campus. And now there's going to be no eyesores. And so, um, yes. And um, people ask me, how big do you want to get? Right now we're like at 165, 170. And um, I tell them 212. And they say, 212, where does that number come from? And I go, well, there's, 212 book lockers built into the gym at Stivers outside. And so let's fill all those up. And then uh, if we got more, we'll, we'll solve that problem when it comes. But um, yes, the plan is to get bigger. Um, we're never going to be huge. You know, that's, that's not the goal because I think if you get too big, it's, you lose kind of the Rio um, experience that, that Matt was mentioning. Um, but we, we, we know we want to get bigger and to do the things we want to do, not just in football, but across our sports landscape, uh, boys and girls. Uh, we need we need more players and um, more kids who want to come and play. And, and we just think our outreach should do that. 
and we should grow. And so we're, we're poised and positioned to do it and, and we're ready. And, and the classroom, yeah, the classroom instruction won't change. We'll, you know, we'll bring in more teachers as, as needed to, to make sure the kids are getting, cause that's, you know, that's why people are paying the money is, is to get the good education. So we're not going to sacrifice that. Well, and I don't need to go into specific numbers. You can research it if you like uh, people out there, but you know, for, for its, uh, its price, you know, it's quite a, quite a deal, I think, as far as private schools go in the area. I, you know, when you look at tuitions of Pasadena Poly, Bishop Amat, Damien, I mean, uh, rather affordable private school. And, you know, uh, there's ways to earn money and such. Uh, you know, I remember mowing lawns, all that kind of stuff as a kid. Uh, just, yeah, try, it, there's, there's always opportunities to, uh, for a young man, young woman to uh, fun, fundraise, we'll say, sell candy or something or other. There's a lot of options out there. Yeah, and we never want finance to be, even though we are one of the, not the cheapest, but one of the, you know, um, less expensive private schools, um, we never want finance to be an obstacle. Um, talked to uh, Robert Morales, a good friend who went to Rio and his son graduated from Rio in 2012 on that team. And, and uh, you know, we'll have, we'll have lunch once or twice a year. And he always, one of the things he's been saying lately is, hey, we got to get like an alumni scholarship fund or something to, mm. to help send kids to Rio who, who will be great fits at the school, but maybe can't afford it. And so um, different things were kicking around like that to really just kind of build this um, into something, you know, we've always been good, but we want to be great. You know, we want to go from good to great. And so um, that's the goal. Exciting stuff. Yeah. You know, Mark, uh, I'm excited again with where the podcast is going to go. I've already talked to fans about next year. Um, you know, I like, my current format and everything, but I want to have a RHP football podcast with a, an official uh, title that represents the program, a place that is only real Hondo prep content. So I'm going to work on that here in the off season. I'm an off season coach. I'm going to be working hard for you. I'll be ready. Come August. I promise you Love that. You know what? Love it. There is no off season, right? Uh, so we'll be talking RHP football again after today probably sometime in the summer building up to the season. And, yeah. uh, you know, next year's only a, a few months away. If you look at it, you yeah. know, if, if you look at it from a head coaching standpoint, so. Right. Um, uh, good stuff. Here's another question for you, Mark, from uh, John Lee. And, you know, John's always got great questions. He's such a, an astute uh, theologian, I, I will say. Uh, <laughs> here's my man, John. Okay. As Christians, we are called to live lives of sacrifice. In football, as a coach, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. As a coach, how do you balance that intensity to win with the greater desire to see these young men develop character to take into the rest of life? If you chase particular standards, results will follow. If you chase a particular result, you will more, most certainly compromise your standards. Congratulations on a solid year. Congratulations on a solid group of young men that is more laud worthy than any win. Hey, that's, that's a, um, a great point. And um, obviously, right. Everyone wants to win, but our, our goal is, is to produce and come alongside parents who want um, what our school offers. And that, that's a great environment, great, Christian environment to John's point to to raise your sons and daughters and uh, and the football is a big part of it sports are a big part of it um, but the end goal is you know we're all 
go into adult life, right? Starting when you're 19 or 18, you leave Rio and you go. And so um, we want to see people being productive, um, contributing members of, of um, their communities, wherever they end up and, and just being lights wherever they go. And so um, I think this group exemplifies that. And I think you can have both, John, that's the answer. You know, I think you can, you can do things right um, on the field, off the field. You can have high um, expectations for student behavior while they're here. We can have high expectations for, for their lives as they move forward. And we think we equip them for that. And the football program, our sports program is a big part of doing that. And because there's certain lessons you can't, you know, you can only talk so much. Um, you got to have some practical application. And that's where the sports and the football and the team environment comes in. Because as you move on through life, you're all part of different teams, right? Where you go, um, whether it's the work, workforce, you know, your job, your family, your community of friends. Um, and, and being a team member and knowing how to do that is, is super important. And um, so a life skill you'll have. And then, yeah, just you mentioned it, John, just the Christian worldview. And that's um, we want to instill in our students as they leave here and they can go out and um, represent that their whole life. And that's what's that's what's important. Yeah. You know, you talk about being on teams, Mark. Um, I, I think the best team, the best club, the best whatever you want to call it um, is Real Hondo Prep Football. Uh, that is number one, being on that team, playing the sport. But, uh, you know, I, I think probably the second best team, second best club uh, member, a fraternity to be a part of is uh, an, uh, be an alumni of RHP football. And, uh, you know, they don't want to hear this, but I want to welcome the 2022 seniors. <laughs> welcome the 2022 yep. class to the second best club out there. You get to be one of the old men now watching uh, kids you never met and cheering for them just because they wear uh, the uniform you you once wore. Yep, it's a uh, exclusive fraternity, and yeah, you get to wear that uh, with pride, and it's cool. And I'm I'm an alumni myself, right? And so um, you get to share in that their wins, their losses, and you you know it, what it feels like because you've been right there. And so it's special, and uh, you have a community of people who are gonna have your back the rest of your life, and um, that's something that's very unique. Uh, most football teams, I think sports teams in high school, will have a great time and then they move on. Uh, but but not at Rio. You have you have a great community behind you. Um, the brotherhood lasts forever, and uh, it, that's what's really cool about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and that's what's been so fun with the podcast is, is just seeing that there was a sure. hunger there, there was a desire right. for alumni to be more involved to. Um, interact and hear content from the team. So I was just thrilled with how that all turned out. Uh, you know, Mark, uh, I, I can see almost anything um, in person, having officiated a long time. I've seen a lot of injuries. I've seen, uh, you know, movies, some very violent scenes and stuff. I can watch almost anything. But one of the hardest things for me to see is RHP seniors singing the alma mater for the last time, at least in uniform, because it's never there's never a last time. We always will sing it proudly. Um, yeah. But man, the guys hanging, hanging their heads low and just seeing the raw emotion in their eyes, that gets to me every single time. And that, that's just difficult. Yeah, it's kind of like you battle, you battle, and then, and then the game ends and you go immediately to, man, this is it. It's, it's over. And so um, it, it's, it's hard. And it's, uh, you can't help but um, feel for those guys, especially the seniors, because there's no coming back, right? That's it. Um, but I think they did a great job. 
uh, responding. You know, we, we, we told them in the locker room afterwards, hey, guys, we're all going to walk out here. Take however much time you need, but we're going to walk out with our heads held high. And, um, and they did that, saw some of the guys yesterday. And, and uh, obviously they're bummed, but, but their spirits are good. And, um, but yeah, that's, that's a great, great point. And it's, you would love to see it uh, with, um, you know, you walk off the field, your last game, you're either laughing or crying and, and you, you hope former, um, but, but uh, sometimes it's the latter and, uh, but that's okay. And, and uh, they're going to be fine. Oh, absolutely. Big, big things ahead for most of them. Uh, you know, oh, I shouldn't say most of them, all of them uh, in their adulthood. And, and just um, for them to get the experience to play real hundred prep football was um, something that they will hopefully cherish forever. And, and some guys, you know, care a little bit more uh, about their program moving forward. You know, I'm 36 year old guy talking, talking <laughs> high school football, but you know yes. what? I love it. Mark, yep. this is the first time in a long time that I was invested in a season so many times I've officiated football over the years. And this is the first time I was like infested week to week, not preparation wise or anything, but man, the, the emotions got to me even, I mean, it was just like, man, this is a roller coaster of emotions, a football season. Yeah, it's great, man. And um, I'm, I can already feel it in my, my body, just not being as, um, you know, on, not on edge, but just on, uh, on point with everything. It's like, man, it was like, it's weird that you're kind of just you settle down a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not watching film today. I'm not, uh, you know, it's just like, okay. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a, uh, an intense time. And, um, but it's, man, it's so fun. It's so fun. And, and, uh, wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm, absolutely. Uh, let me ask you, I didn't prepare, prepare this, prepare you for this, but, um, I kind of play the alma mater before the, the, the um, show today. And, you know, we, we, I've started it and ended it before with the, with the alma mater, just the words, um, you know, I, I'm sure people sometimes maybe parents and fans show up to the game and they're kind of like, they sing this song after the game. I don't know the words, but it's the alma mater. I mean, I know that you, you say it, I think as a team, maybe team dinners. Yes. Um, uh, I think you guys recite it t- together, which I think is a great idea, but if you would, I mean, let's run through it real quick. What, what does the alma mater mean? What does it represent? Uh, army with, excuse me, a charge to keep, I have a God to glorify. I mean, start with those words uh, right there. Yeah, man, you're putting me on the spot, but yeah, charge to keep. I think that represents um, it. It was written by Charles Wesley, I believe a uh, 1700s composer, uh, hymn writer. And um uh, a charge to keep it just i think in in totality it's um you're taking on a responsibility and you're taking on a um almost an oath to to go play um football representing your school um and the tradition behind the program and you're taking that charge seriously and how you prepare and how you do it um representing your family, you know, who's in the stands watching you, um, representing all those who have come before you. And most importantly, you're representing um, God. And it's, and it's said in the next line of God to glorify. And that's a challenge we, we give to all our guys is a glorify God with how you play. And I think that's, you know, something very unique. Um, Yes, we have the brotherhood. A lot of teams will say that, but Hey, glorify God with how you play. And, you know, if you're, if you're doing that, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to chicken out of the hit. 
you know, you're not gonna um, go down without without fighting, and, and because you're you're that's your aim. And so, um, and then transitioning that, I don't know if you're gonna go verse by verse, but just into life, and, and just and just taking what you do and how you live your life the same way. So I think that's the goal of the alma mater. And yeah, we 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 uh, recite it after team dinners, kind of to close everything, circle it up, uh, embrace. Uh, like a, a a giant circle, and then um, and then end up in that in our team dinners that way. A never dying soul to save and fit it for the sky. That's kind of self explanatory. There, um, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, we have souls that never die, um, and I also look at That's that as almost goal. like big goal. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Uh, I look at that almost as a fighting spirit too. Like. Yeah. Uh, never, never say die attitude. So there's, it's fun. I mean, we can do this next season when we really break it, really break it down. But I, I thought of the alma mater sometimes being at a few games now, getting to, getting to sing it. And uh, of course it's just like, well, yeah, what do those words mean as far as RHB football? Um, uh, this is one, the second verse now arm me with jealous care as in thy sight to live, obviously as in thy sight to live, I, I understand, but what do you make arm me with jealous care? That one is that, that is of all the lyrics, that is one that kind of sticks out. Like what exactly does that mean? You know? <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm no theologian, but uh, army with jealous care. Um, it's cool that it has our, you know, our nickname in there, the care. And um, you know, we challenge our, our kids to, and we wear it on our jerseys to care, right? So much of um, I would think a modern teenager is characterized by the opposite. You know, I don't care. Like who cares, right? And we challenge them to think differently. Again, um, hold yourself to a higher standard and to to care about your relationship with God, to care about your relationship with your your teammates, your classmates, your friends, um, and your family. You know, and so it's something that we want them to, you know, rather than going through a life of apathy and not caring about anything, to care. And so um, I don't know if that's exactly. Hmm it but but that's in a nutshell kind of what what we're teaching behind that yeah definitely and then oh and oh thy servant lord prepare a strict account to give a strict account to give to me is it it it, it really bookends the alma mater uh, a charge to keep i have a strict account to give i mean you could almost take just those two phrases as uh, a motto to live by to play to to rally your football program around Yep, and that's that's what football the pro, the program is all about. Um, it's to um, teach young men how to live um, and carry that with them, right? It's, if it was just ended on on their last on the field on their last game, then then it'd be kind of pointless. And so, to, to even to John's question earlier, it's it's the big goal is is um, you know to see to see everyone live. Um, how God wants us to live. And then, you know, the, the, the big goal in the end for all of us, right. Is to, to be able to reminisce about these football games together in glory in heaven and uh, talk about those great times. And so that's, that's what it's all about. Well, I love that the the song is, is sung uh, win or loss a um, mm-hmm. little harder to sing after losses, but still mm-hmm. you, you sing it proudly and it's something special. You know, I remember, I think we tried to play it after a basketball, when I was in the pep band, we tried to play it like after a basketball game one time when everyone kind of was just kind of walking around after the game. And uh, one of the leaders was like, Hey, no, like that's a sacred song. If we're going to play that, we're all at attention. We're all, um, 
we're all there. And I was like, okay, well, maybe this is just reserved for football. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And I, I don't know who started it or how they came up with it, but it's, you'll see some teams who do a big cheer or the big some song and dance routine, which, which after you lose is just really silly, yeah. you know, and no one feels like doing it. Uh, but our, ours is kind of somber, which is it fits after you lose. And then, but it fits after you win too, because it kind of, yeah, just kind of um, has everyone pause and kind of think about and really focus on uh, what's important. And you get a, I think it, it gives the, it gives the fans a chance to kind of thank the players and it gives the players a chance to kind of thank the fans. And so um, haven't been in the stands to see it, you know, for 20 years, I've been on the field, but um, I imagine it's pretty cool both ways. And I, I love looking, just kind of scanning the crowd um, and soaking that in and just being able to kind of recognize the su tremendous support we have, especially for a school our size, you know, um, a charter road game, we think was one of the highest attended games in real history a road game. And, um, and so, you know, we filled their visitor bleacher, which was incredible. And then had standing room on the track and people on the field and stuff. And so um, that's another cool aspect of it. You get a chance to kind of thank the fans and, and, and it's a, it's a, and it ties everyone together. And, and I love hearing the voices from the fans, you know, towards the player. And so I don't know who came up with it. Um, I guess it was Mr. Johnson and, and, and the crew back there back in the day, but it, it, it was brilliant. And it's just a, a super cool thing we do. And it'll, it'll never change. No, no, absolutely not. It, it is a very cool thing that, you know, who knows when it started. I got to talk to RHP historians here and figure that out. And maybe that'll be a big uh, part of the opening episode of next season's uh, podcast with the uh, real Hondo prep football, just all those little things. Um, yeah, man, it, it is interesting. You scan the crowd and, you know what? It's there's two views. There's a view from from the stands, from us civilians looking at players, which we did as kids, and then we do after our playing day. And then that view as a player, when you lined up looking at the stands and, and singing a song, um, it, and, and you know what's funny too is it it is it brings high school young men. Um, it, it, it calms them down a bit. It's like, you just won a huge football game or lost a big football game. And it's like, Hey, you got to sing a song now. You know, it's awkward, but yeah. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Great point. And um, yeah. And it, it just kind of, we talk about the real family. I think it just kind of give brings everybody in and, and win or lose you're having that, that final moment together. Um, and so, yeah, it's cool. So, Mark, you mentioned earlier about a football um, banquet. Uh, talk to me now about maybe that. Uh, has that been going on a while? Kind of what is um, the next few days or weeks here as far as wrapping up the football season uh, behind the scenes? Yeah, so we'll have um, – we haven't picked a date. We'll find a date. And, uh, yeah, we've been doing that, um, man, I don't know, probably for a while, just kind of a uh, in-the-season thing. Um and it's always kind of put on by the parents who want to do it, but uh, just a chance to recognize the guys and uh, uh, all league certificates and show the highlight film, just kind of reminisce together. Cause you, it was, you know, it's, it's three and a half, four months together. Um, and that includes the parents and you just want to kind of wrap it up. And so we'll do that. We'll find a date sometime probably in December and do that. Uh, Get home safe podcast. We'll be invited for sure. And, <laughs> Yeah, it's either at a restaurant or or at on campus in the gym. You know, either way, 
uh, but we'll do that. Um, and then, yeah, as far as this week goes, um, we'll turn on the uniforms and uh, uh, inventory those, get, all, get everything packed up. And then it's the great thing about Rio, it's on the basketball. And, you know, they have, we have basketball games at the end of November. And so um, these guys, for, for teenagers especially, they don't get a lot of chance to sulk or pout around. They got to, all right, let's move on and, and go. And so, um, but we'll, it'll go really light this week on the guys, especially our guys playing a lot who, who just bodies need to heal up. Um, no serious injuries, thank goodness. Um, and uh, guys are healing up. Any, any injuries that we had during the season, everyone's going to be fine within a week or two. And so that's good to see. Yeah, uh, man, a football banquet. That's a great idea, a great way to kind of wrap up a season for sure. Um, and, and Mark, wrapping up a season, I mean, you can't help but um, not really talk about the senior class of 2022. Um, a very, we've talked about them throughout this podcast, but an incredible special group of guys that really, to me, carried the torch of RHP football proudly the past, not just a year, but a couple of years. And, um, you know, I, we don't need, you don't need to talk about every single one of them, but I want your, um, I want your thoughts on the class of, uh, 2022 that will no longer put on a, a RHB football uniform, Calvin Johnson, Damian Diaz, uh, Jonathan Guerrero, uh, Gio Ortega, uh, just going down the thing here, uh, Trevor Scott, uh, I don't want to leave anybody off. Joaquin Aguilar, uh, two more. Ray Montez, man, uh, Jaden Sanchez, Paul Elena, uh, Royal Young, Jason Heaton. That rounds out the senior class. I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on the class of 2022? A great group, um, a group that will will remember forever. Um, because you know, during the you know, a lot of schools, uh, programs. Uh, football program struggled during the pandemic and these guys um, stuck with it, even though there was so much uncertainty, right? Um, we never stopped um, coming on campus. Never. We, we, I think for the first maybe month or so, but after that, um, once the summer started, we had our guys come in and, and it was important for them. We thought to, to be with each other and it was all outdoors and, you know, all that what we had to do, but um and, and with no with no guarantee of any playing at all, um, they were rewarded kind of during the pandemic spring where we got to play uh, three games. Uh, one of one of Rio's undefeated seasons, you know, went three and zero, and but had to, got to play Polly at the Rose Bowl, which was an amazing experience. Um, and then and then followed up by with a full regular season, uh, twelve game season this year. Um, and so they they were just the glue that I think you know, kept our program going. And so a huge credit to them because, you know, a lot of schools just, you know, they fell apart and, and ours didn't, we got stronger during the, during the pandemic. And so um, can't thank those guys for not enough for that. And, and just an incredible group um, between their freshman season as JVs and then sophomore, junior, senior season. Um, when most of them were all playing varsity, they, they, they got to varsity as sophomores, most of them. Um, they only lost three games. And that's, you know, that's incredible. And, you know, um, and so, you know, we didn't, we didn't have a full season, obviously last year, but I think last year's team is similar to this team. We were, we were winning nine or 10 regular season games and going to the playoffs. And, and so um, their win total would have been at 10 to whatever it is. And, and maybe one more loss, maybe, you know, but 
to go through your whole high school career with three or four losses is just incredible. Um, but they're even greater young men, you know, um, saw uh, several of them out coaching their, their Pac-12 uh, care teams last night. And um, uh, they're just great young men. And so uh, the RHP community should be very proud of not only the football team, but what kind of young man um, Pearl, Care, Rio is producing at the end of all this. And, and so, um, and their parents should, you know, should be extremely proud like we all are. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Guerrero uh, posted something about uh, John, oh, Jonathan, Valerie Johnson posted something about Calvin. I mean, uh, crazy to see the young guys as in the little, you know, first graders in those football uniforms where everything's too big. And then it goes so fast. And Mr. Guerrero had a great post about Jonathan. Um, and I think I commented something like, you know what, of all the things Jonathan Guerrero was, I think that he answers that question that Rio often gets, Hey, what is a care? I think if you just pointed at Jonathan Guerrero, uh, that would kind of sum up what a care is. Great point. Yep. We don't have a mascot. Our students are the, are the, the mascot, if you will, and they represent it. And so that, that's a great point. And Jonathan can't say enough about that guy. Um, and just what he's meant to our program and just the, you know, the, the sure determination that he, he showed, I mean, last, last or Friday night was amazing, but he's done that his whole career. Um, always underestimated, but always delivers, you know, and, uh, without really track, having a full week of practice going for 190 yards against a, a really good team is, was nothing short of just, you know, ultra impressive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We got a comment from a good man, Fred Monteblanco here on the Facebook live. He says, I pulled a hamstring watching how fast these kids were on the field. I love the tenacity of this team. Definitely one of the best teams I've seen pound for pound. I like that. Love that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, it's, it's again, reflection, but, um, this team, you know, in the old CIF format, our fans should know that this team is hanging another banner, you know, and it's, uh, um, not to get again, too much into that, but this, this is, this is a championship level team for sure. Bunch of honey badgers. Uh, Fred says honey badgers on this team. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, you know, Mark, I, I think uh, I kind of came to this realization last uh, night thinking about it. Um, you know, Rio, all we, we want to hang banners. We've hung 14 of them. Right. And um, that's important. That's special. There's been a few runners ups in there as well, but I almost feel like RHP football is now in this, uh, this new era and it's not where, Hey, it's, you know, hang a banner or, or else, you know, all or nothing. It's not, to say it's quite there yet, but, uh, or what, you know, no longer will be there, but I, I almost feel like it has this like college football feel to it now where you might not be able to control winning titles or not, but it's just kind of based off, Hey, did you win 10 games this year? Hey, did you, did you beat Polly? Did you beat a local school? You, you know, did you win your bowl game or whatever, a playoff game? Yeah, so it kind of has that feel to it now for me anyway. Uh, what do you make of that? Yeah, it's different. Um, but Hey Matt, we still want to win championships. And Amen. so that's, so we're going to figure it out, but yeah, it is different, but we're going to figure it out and uh, we're going to get it right. So, yeah. I know that, uh, you know what, this may have been Mark, the longest drought. I was thinking about that too. It's been the longest drought uh, from a, a CIF championship uh, that the Rio's had, I think uh, 82 to 90 was eight years. That was probably the longest it's been. Right. 
what, nine years now, 10 years, technically, I guess, uh, 2012. Yeah. yeah. And you could, yeah, I, you're probably right. Um, and that's, you know, it's crazy when CIF went to this new format and was that 20 kind of 2015, 2014, they really embraced it. Um, not every team has been a championship caliber team for sure, but I would say we've had multiple teams who, who in the old format were, were winning championships and, uh, this year's team was for sure one of them. And so um, it's, it's kind of too bad that way, you know, to have such a great team and not, not finish it with the banner hanging from the rafters of Stivers. But um, like you said, it's a new era and it's, it's going to make us have to get better and bigger, uh, really bigger. And so it's, it's going to be the driving force um, to do that, which is, which to me, it's, it's a great challenge and I look forward to that challenge and that, that one, when we finally do win it is going to be even sweeter because of that. You're right. You're right about that. I mean, had we won an 11 man title our first year of going eight man to 11 man, I don't think there would have been this uh, changes needed to know, right. Hey, we can't, we got to change some things and improve upon things. And so that's right. kind of where the program is at right now, even though to me, the program has developed and evolved into something even now that is something that so many of us are like, wow, I can't believe, um, you know, where the program has gone and, and, and it's just getting started as you, as you've constantly said, the weight room, uh, some of the facilities, just, uh, everything, the, 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 the RHP podcast, we're going to get going here. I mean, the coverage, <laughs> we're, we're just yeah. getting started, Mark snowball rolling into an avalanche. That's right. You got it exactly right. Just getting started, baby. And just keep your support, keep the love coming in real family. And, uh, we, we uh we're not gonna let you down i i hate to talk about next year already but uh that that is just natural um preparation wise we know there's other sports we know there's uh you know other sports going on but take me through if you will mark briefly your building up to next season do you start type different types of conditioning while playing other sports. I know spring football, summer, take us through kind of uh, when your next season officially starts. Yeah. So our guys, um, as far as training goes, they get great training by just playing other sports and the um, agility that goes into that, the conditioning that goes into that. Um, and we try to tailor everything knowing tra tailor our training, knowing that our guys are out there playing other sports, but the cross training element, um, we think makes it so our guys are prepared for football to withstand the rigors of a football season. And we don't have um, a lot of injuries, despite, you know, our guys playing a lot of football both ways and so forth. And we think that cross training from the other sport really helps, you know, a, a broken collarbone is a broken collarbone. Nothing you can do about that, but soft tissue injuries, um, hamstring, quad, whatever, we don't get those. You know, and I think a lot of that is to the cross training they do with the other sports. Um, that being said, um, we will have set weight room sessions for all our teams uh, moving forward and really building to the summer. Um, it'll probably be um, twice a week um, during the other sports, um, realizing if you have a, a four game week with a tournament, you're probably not going to lift maybe that week. But um, normal week, we will lift and um, train. And then building up to the summer where we have, you know, lifting four or five days a week and, and getting after it, getting ready uh, for the season. Um, making the schedule, right, is a big part of it. Uh, getting that set up and uh, planning big nights at, at Care Park, our road trips, um, all that's part of it. 
getting our uniform stuff right, all that. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, the media aspect, right, which we got to continue to grow. Uh, the podcast has been awesome. Um, spicing up our, our social media pages and all that, keeping that fresh um, is a part of it too nowadays because the kids like that and look, look for that stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Mark, I have a, uh, man, I have a caller, caller calling in right now uh, that has a voice message, Bill Ritter, uh, of course. Uh, you know, Mark, we have quite the following in Oregon. We got John Lee, Steve Amon, and Bill Ritter kind of holding down. Yeah, holding down the state of Oregon for us. I have not heard this. Bill just sent this in right now. So uh, okay. let me see. Let me make sure you're still on audio. Uh, yeah, stop share. Okay, good. Here is uh, from the class of 2003, Bill Ritter. Hey, Mark. Hey, Matt. Uh, thanks for doing the show. Uh, Coach Carson, it's really cool that you come on here and, and chat with Matt. And Matt, it's really cool that you, you know, keep this alive for alumni and the players having this press thing. I already said that, though. Really proud of the team. Okay, those kids went out and played. That was were tough matchups, for reals. Like, that quarterback for St. Pius, holy smokes, that guy could throw, that guy could run. That was a tough matchup. Um, the only thing I could think of, I was hoping your corners would be a little more aggressive on those routes underneath. I don't think they really beat you over the top, but woulda, shoulda, coulda. Um, awesome season. Great job. Looking forward to next year. Looking forward to the basketball updates. Much love from up north. Congrats, Rio Hondo. Congrats. Congrats. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Thanks, hey, Bill Ritter. That was awesome. Um, yeah, we don't like to rehash our uh, our defensive um, lapses there, but or not even lapses. We were we were uh, really worried about them beating us over the top, and, and we instilled that in our corners because they beat everyone over the top. And it was really up to our, our overhang players, our linebackers, to get underneath. But, yeah, it hurt when you, when you get pressure on the QB, everyone's covered, then the guy comes back and – and, and the linebackers may be worrying about the QB running because he was their second leading rusher, um, which he didn't really do against us. Um, we kind of kept him from running for yardage, but he kept, he ran to keep plays alive. And uh, he was, he's uh, number seven, um, a special player and a really good talent for them. But um, yeah, I think, I think, and we got to him once or twice, again, a few plays. Uh, it's a different, different night, but thanks yeah. Bill for yeah, I'm hoping hoping Matt will have some basketball players and coaches on moving forward. Maybe you know, maybe week, but every once in a while to update them. Yeah, yeah, no, I, hey, it's a challenge to the other sports out there. If if you know you make a playoff run or uh, some uh, some uh, some newsworthy situations, yeah. I'll I'll cover you. Uh, that's RHP softball, uh, boys volleyball. I don't care. Let's be let's uh, let's be great, Rio Hondo Prep. That's right. <laughs> uh mark i'm going to be joined by senior paul elena here upcoming um you know uh, i haven't talked with paul before but uh one of the final seniors we're going to talk to here on the podcast uh what are your thoughts on paul what can you tell me about uh, one of your senior uh linemen the apostle that's his nickname a uh, great guy and can't could it be happier for paul um and how he finished his his senior season um, he worked really hard in preparation and, um, you know, not one of our stars, quote unquote, but, but he had just an amazing season and, and it's really a tribute to him and his hard work. And I think he'll, he'll do a great job kind of wrapping everything up and encapsulating it. Um, really thoughtful guy, smart guy and, uh, um, quiet, but, but yeah, you, you got it. Yeah. Get him on. And, and he, he's just a character, um, he was famous for uh, – he got a couple flags this year 
thrown against our opposition just for faking flops, which is kind of funny. And uh, we want to ask him about that. And that's something that he would actually practice it the first couple times he did it in practice. Uh, we'd be on a special teams play or some open field situation, and he would pretend like he gets hit, and he goes down and act like he's hurt. And the first one, one, first time he did it, I thought he was really hurt. I'm like, oh, man, he's on the ground, like, agonizing in pain. And he goes, oh, I'm good. He pops up, I'm good, coach. I'm just practicing for the game, you know, getting a flag in the game. And so uh, a really a, a character, the guys love him, um, and, and a really sweet person, but and an awesome football player, two-way lineman for us. Oh, man, that's, that, <laughs> that is funny the i love high school uh, boys nickname uh, the apostle who gave him that one that's hilarious yeah, how he thinks, i don't know i don't know where it came from it might switch though because he just got the part of uh, gaston coming up in beauty and the beast so maybe that's going to be his new nickname but uh uh the beauty and the beast production our drama is doing he he's he's got the part of gaston phenomenal <laughs> only, only real hundo prep can you go from uh yeah. a man in the trenches to uh, playing the main character beauty and the beast with a <laughs> You're yeah. gonna be kidding me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only a real. Only a real. That's the thing I want to tell people, yeah. man. A lot of so yeah. much of this. Only a real. Uh, yeah. That is great. Uh, to the fans out there, uh, everyone for tuning in today, and of course who who will listen to this in the the week upcoming. I mean, Mark, this has just been so much fun. I I know you got to go, but I I don't want to let you go. I I want to uh, you and I to just talk football for hours on hours and talk about the next opponent, but. Yeah. Unfortunately, there is not one, and, and uh, all good things must come to an end eventually. Um, yeah. And, and in, in closing, I guess, first of all, Matt, thank you for all of you, all that you've done. And I know it's um, a passion of yours, but I know it takes time too. And time is the most, our most valuable resource. And um, you, you give time and you never get it back. But, but the cool thing about what you do, you actually do get the time back because you're, you're cataloging these things and, and people can go back and relive these, these moments and these seasons and these things. And that's just super special. And, um, you know, I can't thank you enough for, for the work you've put in for that. Um, so thank you, Matt. Um, and in closing to the Rio family, thank you for your support all season. Um, and, and a lot, and I can tell you the guys feel it and, and they love it. The, the love coming in from, from obviously the parents, the, the alumni and just all the support the guys feel it and they really appreciate it um and to our guys you know there's uh, a handful of moments in life that you never forget and um i think this season uh, was one of those and, and they're never going to forget it um the highs and the lows they're going to look back when it's all done and um for sure it's going to conjure a host of great memories and a smile and they aren't going to be able to look back um, and not smile thinking about it and all they went through together. And um, that's just incredible. And so thank you to everybody and uh, let's do it again in 2022. Amen. Mark, well said, thank you for saying thank you. Of course, uh, Dave Diaz, thank you for a great season. It's the beginning of great things to come. I think that's a, great way to wrap up our conversation with coach Mark Carson. Uh, you know what, Mark, this is the end. Uh, this is goodbye for now, but as you often say, and I will continue to say, we're just getting started. That's right, Matt. Thank Can't you. Wait. We'll be talking uh, in the few short months, Mark, have a great Thanksgiving to your family. Merry Christmas to the Carson uh, family. Love you all. Uh, so many memories with you guys. And uh, yeah, man, let's uh, turn the page and, 
start it, start a new next year. That's right. Thank you, Matt. And yeah, happy uh, Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas to everybody. And uh, encourage everyone at Rio to come around. All the Rio family come around. Everyone's welcome. And we always want to see uh, alumni returning. And so um, let's keep this going, keep the vibe going and keep it, keep it strong throughout the year and into next season. But thank Absolutely. you again. Yes, Very great. Sir. Yes, yeah. sir. A charge to keep. We'll talk next. We'll talk not next week. Oh man. See autopilot. <laughs> we'll talk soon. My friend can't wait. Right. Yeah. Bye now, Mark. All right. Well, RHP family, uh, very much appreciate Mark Carson coming on the show today and talking with me about uh, the football program, talking about the, the team, of course, uh, some specifics and um, yeah, just tough to say goodbye. Tough to say goodbye to Mark there to the football program. Uh, we're not quite done yet. We have some more uh, Rio conversation here. We're going to be joined by Paul Elena, the apostle, as Mark said. So um, he's going to come on here shortly. Uh, let's see here. Comment wise, Jessica, Hannah, had a comment about a young man, Paul Elena. She says, after a short interaction with Paul during a senior photo shoot, my takeaway was he is so respectful and kind. I had to tell people about it because he impressed me so much. Well, thank you, Jessica, for uh, those comments uh, regarding our, our senior upcoming here on the show, Paul Elena. Uh, yeah, I've watched him and, you know, on the field and, you know, his interaction, his uh, his performance and seems like a, a guy that is going to kind of willing to do anything to help the team, uh, that type of guy. And so from the uh, descriptions I've gotten for, about him too, it just seems to, to fit his, uh, the profile. And uh, you know, it is interesting to Jessica's point that comes up, you know, I think these guys having uh, their helmets on their uniforms on, you know, you're kind of a different person on a football field. I, I will say, uh, there's a lot of tenacity and toughness and just intensity that goes into playing football. But then when you remove the helmet, when you remove the shoulder pads, you, you know, uh, how you carry yourself uh, in other, other moments of your life, I'm sure is, uh, is, uh, you know, what kind of takes you, you know, on, on your life takes you into your adulthood. And so uh, very, very cool comment to hear from uh, Jessica there. Uh, Jessica, of course, her, uh, uh, brother Jaden Sanchez playing on the football team. I'm sure she's incredibly proud of his accomplishments throughout the season. Um, I got to see my classmate, uh, Becky Hetty from 2003, uh, saw her at the game on Friday night. Good seeing her. Uh, it's been a long time and uh, related to, uh, to, uh, Jessica there. And so, um, there to watch Jaden, I'm sure, but yeah, the, these young men, you know, when, when you, when you take the helmet off, you take the pads off how you carry yourself outside of a football uniform is really what, uh, what identifies you and what, uh, talks at what shines your, how am I trying to say this? <laughs> what, how, uh, your character really is revealed because again, we are different people when we put on a football uniform. It's just, it's just the way things go. Um, you, you're a very, it's hard not to be. And I've heard that not just from real Hondo guys, but you know, you even hear it at the highest levels guys in the NFL, you know, they wear, um, they don't take the physicality and the game with them off the field. There's a transition, you know, uh, you're one way on a field, you're another way off the field. So, uh, some guys are not, some guys are just intense and crazy all the time. Uh, but, uh, to each his own. So thank you to all the fans who have written in here on the Facebook live 
know we've had a few kind of tuning in, tuning out. Um, but again, this podcast will be out on uh, Monday morning for you to listen to in its entirety. And uh, I wasn't so sure about doing it live, Facebook live here. I can't really pause it. So uh, that's, that's why you, you kind of got me rambling a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that is one downside to it. Maybe you can, and I just don't know, but I don't want to take away from the, those watching on Facebook live. I have texted Paul Elena. I'm waiting to hear back from him. I told him uh, nine o'clock. So uh, we're a few minutes early, a few minutes early indeed. But um, to the RHP faithful out there, for those watching, um, you know, what are your thoughts on this season? What are some things you want to say? If you do want to send in a voice message, you can still do that. I'll be here uh, taking those. Um, uh oh, let's see. Feed is down. Maybe that's why I'm not getting any interaction from people. The feed is down. Well, that ain't good. Like it's up on Facebook, but the video stopped. Uh-oh, guys. Can't have that. Okay, Paul Elena just checked in. Okay, back on. Thank you, Bill Ritter. Thank you. You're, you're my guy. You're my guy for my audiovisual guy. Um, great voice message, by the way, Bill. Thank you for writing in for Coach Carson. Uh, we did just hear from Paul Elena. So he will be joining us shortly, man, you know, technology, the technology thingy drives me nuts sometimes. Um, but anyway, uh, then things just randomly go in and out kind of like zoom, like when you're talking on zoom and you just have that, that like choppy voice, it's like, I didn't do anything. I didn't change anything. It just is, uh, is uh, different, I guess. So or sometimes it's just having a hip hiccup or two. So, uh, Bill Ritter, thank you for tuning in. And to uh, for sending in your message, yeah, I encourage more people next season to send in your voice messages, like like callers, caller calling in. I got you. Yes, you do, Bill Ritter. You're the man. You're the man, brother. Uh, it's so hard to believe it's been 18 years since we played football together and basketball and baseball and all those things. Um, but uh, what was I trying to say? As I wait for Paul here, uh, you know, the 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 2022 seniors again. Paul's coming on here. You get uh, another opportunity to hear from that class, but just an incredible group of guys. And they really carried the torch proudly with a real Hondo prep football. And I couldn't think of a better group of guys to go through the pandemic shortened season and then go through this year to, to play charter Oak. And it really gave us a lot of hope. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I see kind of undersized guys or guys that, you know, quote, aren't supposed to win or just guys that excel, that play so well together. You know, I feel like as an adult, even like, oh man, I can do anything. It inspires me, you know? So I don't know if you guys have those same feelings and emotions, uh, but I certainly uh, have in watching Real Hondo Prep. And as a reminder, next season, uh, I hate to, you know, talk about next season right now, but next season we will have a new podcast. It's going to be a new title. It'll have new Facebook pages, Instagram pages. Um, it shouldn't be that much work. Just, uh, just changing the names of a few things. I'll still have the get home safe podcast, uh, of course. And where I kind of ramble about sports and things in the middle of the week, and then have my, uh, guests on, on Fridays. That's always fun, uh, fun conversations. So I'm looking forward to those. And right now I'm looking forward to this conversation with Paul Atlanta he is in the waiting room, so let's bring him on. The Apostle, the senior, number 57 on the field for Rio Hondo Prep. It says Paul Elena 
There he is. Connecting to audio. How you doing, Paul? Good morning. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Paul, uh, I want to say, man, you know, this is probably not easy talking uh, right after, you know, the season ends. You've had a few days now to uh, let it soak in. I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on kind of a, a great football season that unfortunately ended sooner than you guys wanted it to? Um, yeah, I had a blast this season with the with my friends, with the rest of the seniors. And like you said, it's unfortunate that we had to end on this like sad note, but I'm just happy that I got to have like really good quality time and practice and like team meals. And uh, I'm even like with the lower classmen, I feel like I even had like good, really good friendships with them through this too. So I'm really happy. And I'm, even though we lost, I, you know, got to keep your head up. So, yeah. Absolutely, Paul. You know, life goes on. Um, you know, some guys don't want to hear that. I, I didn't want to hear that, of course, but uh, life does go on and it's crazy how it, it all kind of ends rather, rather quickly. Um, what was it like, um, I guess, you know, when you're taking that uniform off for the last time, um, what kind of went through your mind uh, just regarding your playing experience at Real Hondo Prep? Like I remembered like the first time that I showed up to Rio. That's like what went in my mm. in my head because we were in the locker room and and uh, my friend Joaquin were like, hey, remember when we first showed up freshman year? And I remember he had to leave early for some reason and we were joking away and we we're like, oh, he was Joaquin away from practice. And it was just, I remember that memory is, it was funny. And uh, I remember like, I wore like a base, like a baseball hat to football practice and all the guys joked me for that. And so I remember like, just like the beginning days and freshman year and yeah. You know, uh, four short years soon slip away as the, the pin of care song goes. I mean, did you feel yeah. that way that, I mean, it was, it was four years, but it seemed like so much faster than that. Yeah, it definitely went by like a heartbeat. Um, you know, I heard people say, oh, it goes by quick. But I was like, you're serious with all this homework and everything? But <laughs> it, it definitely went by quick. Definitely. <laughs> oh, well said. Well, well uh, Paul, um, Coach Carson, I just talked to him and he said your nickname is the Apostle. Apostle Paul. Yep. Uh, well, who came up with that? I, I think it's a great nickname. That's a uh, all head coach. I mean, uh, that's uh, D-line coach AJ Corsini. That's his, uh, that's his doing. <laughs> of yeah. course, of course, of course, it's AJ. That's hilarious. Uh, AJ was two years younger than me, but had the privilege to play with him uh, briefly when he was playing up as a sophomore. Just an incredible guy, intense guy. Um, Paul, you're a guy that played offensive line, defensive line. Um, but while we're on the subject, uh, you know, what do you make of a uh, crazy AJ Corsini? He seems to always be shouting something. He's definitely a interesting guy and he gets the energy up like before the game and uh, he gets his hyped and he makes us laugh. So <laughs> that is really coach. cool. What, what was it like, um, you know, playing in the trenches, both ways, offensive line, defensive line, you were always a guy to me that I saw you're very active out in the open field, uh, you know, pulling around the end or something and just uh, really taking it to the offense or defense, depending on which side you were on. Um, what was it like for you to be uh, both of those positions, offensive, defensive line? You must like uh, the physicality of football. It was it was a challenge to be in the trenches. It always is. And um, like the our running backs are really good. So they make my job really easy. 
but um, it's like it's a challenge, but I like the challenge being in the trenches, being an O lineman. It's kind of like a dirty job, you know. You don't get a lot of credit. So, I, me and my friend Ray, Ray Montez, were like, you know, linemen are like AC units. You only realize when they're not working, and uh, <laughs> so we we tell people that, and, and they laugh. And uh, but it's I'm happy to be an O lineman, and uh, definitely like have a really good friendship with the other O linemen. So wouldn't oh, take man. it any, for any other position. That, that is fantastic. Well said, well said, Paul. Uh, you're a wise young man. That is, that is hilarious. Had Ray on last week. He was a lot of fun to talk to you. Um, you know, you guys lost Friday. The season ended. Your career ended. But talk to me about the week before, that huge win over Charter Oak and just the emotions of seeing that clock go to zero and knew that you beat one of the area's best teams. It was definitely a big deal. And uh, as you can see, like on the – I mean, all the people saw we were really hyped and uh, I was just, I was thankful to God that, you know, we, we had that because that was a big challenge and they were a big school. They're known for their football program. So honestly, it was, I was really proud of our whole team of our coaches and just, uh, we were living it out there after that. Like you said, after it turned zero, we were, we were happy to go to the next round. (laughs) I've asked a few of your, your buddies on the senior class about their, their uh, in and out burger orders because I know that you know that's the post game meal. Of course, the burger tastes better after a victory. So, what is Paul Elena's go to order at In and Out? I kind of jump around sometimes, but uh, after the after that game, I had a just a number one McDouble with everything on it, and uh, I actually got I had a vanilla shake and I took a root beer and I mixed the two to make a root beer float, and that was. That was pretty good. My man, that is good stuff right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Working the secret menu at, uh, at in and out. That's fantastic. Uh, Paul, you were a team captain, one of uh, four captains, Damien Diaz, uh, Jonathan Guerrero, and I believe was it geo. Yep. Yeah. So what, what was it like for you to, uh, first of all, be elected captain. That's a credible honor. And then the responsibility of that to be one of the team leaders, um, and of course, with alongside your other seniors there, what was it like being a captain for this team? It was, uh, it, it made me be like a leader. Like I remember when we voted and I was like, okay, like I saw people be like captains when that, when I was a freshman and I was like, okay, I'm one of them now. And so, you know, you go out there to shake hands and like, okay, this is, it's pretty cool. And the leadership people like kind of look up to you. Like they kind of follow your example, I guess. And um, of course, if people are getting out of hand on the field, you got to, you know, cool them down. So it's, it's cool having like a leadership, like role on the team and, uh, but also being a servant leader. Yeah. Coach talks about that. So definitely a cool opportunity. That is, that is neat that you're listening. uh, So intently, yes, being a leader, a big part of that is being a servant and leading by example. So uh, uh, when I watched you play, Paul, you're a guy that I think definitely, uh, definitely, uh, exemplified that and, uh, couldn't be prouder of you guys. Um, you know, the senior class, uh, specifically the captains I just mentioned, but the entire senior class, I mean, what a special group of guys, you guys have been through a lot together playing, you know, up as sophomores, the short season last year, and then this crazy fast season, uh, this year, what has it meant to be a part of that, uh, great senior class of 2022? It's been awesome. I mean, the, the guys really, I came in freshman year. And they really brought me in and, and were my friend. And at, at the time, I was kind of debating. I was like, should I go to Rio? Should I stay? Because I was homeschooling during the time. And, and my parents really encouraged me to go. So I went freshman year. And 
I've stayed ever since and I've never regretted it. All the guys, all the brotherhood and and love we have for one another, the brotherly love. Yeah, I wouldn't change for anything. A special group of guys. Well, I, I think uh, you guys really represented um, what a care is. It, people ask, what's a care? I'd be like, well, if you look at the class of 2022, in my opinion, uh, those are cares. You don't have to say much more than that. So thank you to you and your senior class for just carrying the torch, man. We're, we're so proud of you guys. I know that Friday was a tough loss, but uh, you know, as you grow older, you will see that you kind of look back and you end up cheering for kids you never met before. Uh, I want to welcome you guys as 2020 seniors to the new club, to the alumni club. It's not quite as fun as playing, but it's, it's second best. So uh, did you, did you feel kind of a, a, the great support from fans and alumni and of course, parents and family members? Definitely. I mean, there's a lot of guys and like, you see the Leatherman jackets, you're like, wow, you know, they really care about us. It's cool seeing them come out and support us. And after we, after we won, they're getting hyped on us on the field, getting hyped with us. And it was definitely very nice of them to come out. And yeah, it's cool. That is the plan, man, for RHP fans and moving forward and alumni, you know, to come and support the boys. And and you'll see over time that um, it's not as fun as playing, but it's, it's, it's second best we'll say. So welcome to the alumni, um, Paul, even though you got a few more months here of schooling, ahead of you Paul what what is uh what are some future plans for you I know you're still young you got time but what are you thinking after high school what are some of your college interests and thing uh, things maybe you want to plan on pursuing so my plan right now is to uh learn a trade I really I really like working with my hands and I like being productive so either like um, electrical or woodworking something where I can make something and be hands-on and that's like my plan go to trade school avoid all the homework and lectures that's that's basically it yeah <laughs> that's not a bad plan i gotta tell you that's that's good stuff uh, yeah it sounds sounds like very offensive lineman uh type of guy you know type of yep. work type of path that is cool man uh, uh paul i had the privilege to talk to coach armand on the podcast uh, i released it on friday if you haven't had a chance to uh listen to him what did he mean to you guys to the program he was kind of an intern coach but a tremendous love of God and loved you guys. Uh, what was it like having coach Armand on the staff from Kazakhstan? It was cool seeing like another person on the total other side of the world and seeing him come here and, and be our friends. And of course be a, like the, the speeches he gave to us were amazing. And, and it was really cool just how he came out. He really, like I said, wanted to be our friends and we really like had really good relationship with him and, and we loved his energy he brought to the table. He was in the weight room, cranking him out too, flexing on us sometimes. And uh, definitely a cool guy. <laughs> no doubt about it. I got the priv- uh, opportunity to talk with him. Had never met him. And I was just blown away by the guy. I was like, man, these kids had the opportunity to listen to this guy daily. I mean, what what a blessing. Um, Paul, you've talked about homework and all those things. Uh, uh, what uh, what did Mark say? Mark, oh, you you got a big... A uh, big play, a big uh, uh, cast or casting, I should say, in the upcoming school play. Yeah, I'm. Uh, <clears throat> I think I'm going to be Gaston in uh, Beauty and the Beast, so that's going nice. to be a lot of fun. Looking forward be some to that. Singing, some singing involved. Yep, a little bit, a little bit of show my vocals, I guess. <laughs> and uh, definitely, I'm looking forward to that. So you don't seem to be like a villain type of guy, Paul, just talking with you for a few minutes here. Uh, are you ready for that role to, to be the bad guy? 
I'm going to try. And uh, I think, you know, I, I got home and stuff. My sister did theater and we're always, we always joke around and mess around. And like, we, we love, like we've seen Beauty and the Beast like countless times. So I'm, I'm ready for it, ready to be my, my inner villain and channel it. <laughs> that is fun, man. You know, Real Hondo Prep, you do a lot of things, a lot of different subjects and uh, sports, of course, and drama and all these different things. Um, the, I've always argued, you know, you're going to get a great experience at Rio Hondo prep because you do so many different things. Uh, what are some other, uh, areas at Rio that you like participating in, you, you know, get the drama, uh, performance upcoming, uh, maybe a favorite class, uh, uh, an instrument you play. What are some other things uh, that you've done at Rio Hondo prep that you've really enjoyed? I really like the, <clears throat> the science camps, like over, over breaks or that we do. Uh, it's cool to go up to Wrightwood and, and learn about whether it's astronomy, I mean, astrology or, uh, you know, biology or even survival camp. I'm really looking forward to that in December. And uh, that's definitely one of the things that I've, I've enjoyed the most. And um, also over quarantine, we had like uh, this piano class with one of our teachers, um, Mr. Kirby. And that was really cool. That was the first time that my, that I ever played an instrument. And that was really, that was a really cool class. That was probably one of my favorite classes, like in all my times here. See, only at Real Hondo Prep can you you play you play football. You can be Gaston in the in the Beauty and the Beast. You can ha- go to survival camp and and learn to play the piano. I mean, uh, so many different things. And for those that don't know, survival camp basically go up to Wrightwood and you uh, learn a few tricks of the trade, if you will, learn how to start a fire responsibly, of course, how to build a shelter and. Yeah, there's. Uh, I'll let you experience it, Paul. But for for us alumni, it, that was quite a fun a fun science camp, I will say. So I'm glad you're looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very cool. Well, Paul Elena, this has been a pleasure talking with you, man. The Apostle. Um, good luck to everything in moving forward. Thank you for talking with me today uh, briefly. I know it was tough after the loss, but uh, man, thank you for your leadership on that team and for. Uh, all of all of the senior class of 2022, man, you guys represented well, and uh, we're incredibly proud of you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Matt. Take take care, Paul. We and and we will be watching closely for uh, the big the big Gaston performance. All right. <laughs> Have a good one. Take care, Paul. You too. Oh man, what a uh, what a great young man in Paul Elena. Uh, perfect guy to kind of wrap up the season with. And it has been such a blessing, as I've said repeatedly, to talk about um, the RHP football program, but also to talk with these seniors, these these young men that are just getting started uh, in their life and kind of get to experience something like playing football together um, in high school. There's nothing like it. Even if you're not real hondo prep, uh, playing high school football is special, but I think real hondo prep does it better than anyone out there. As far as the behind the scenes stuff, doing more with less, uh, not necessarily talent, but just numbers wise and um, everything that goes into the football program, the team dinners, the, the, uh, the conditioning before the season, the, the preparation, just every, everything that goes into Real Hondo Prep football is special and they produce um, amazing kids like Paul Elena, like Calvin Johnson, like Jonathan Guerrero, Gio Ortega, um, all of these guys, Ray Montez, uh, Jaden Sand. I'm going to forget names. I don't want to name, name a few because I won't remember all of them. But um, all of these guys who have 
lived there for short years um, wearing the Rio Hondo prep uniform. And they still got basketball. They still got baseball. They got some uh, drama and camps and, and things of, of that nature that they still get to experience. But of all the things Rio Hondo prep does, I think Rio Hondo prep football is probably the best thing they do. The best, most uh, notable, most successful, most consistent thing that Rio Hondo prep has done. And, you know, me and other alumni, yeah, we've participated in a ton of choir performances and, and uh, band shows and science camps. So we've, we've done all those things too, but there is something incredibly special and um, just honorable, really, of playing Rio Hondo prep football. So um, I hate saying goodbye because um, it means we're not going to get to talk real football next week. But we will talk real football again very soon. And it will be um, in the summer at some point. And uh, it seems like a long way away right now. But as you just heard from a senior and a coach that, you know, time does fly. The football season is the fastest 10, 11 weeks, whatever it is, um, of the year. Time just flies and there's just buildup of school starting to okay, the holidays are here and, and somewhere in between there, you fit in a football season and it goes so fast um, to those parents out there of juniors and sophomores and freshmen. Embrace every opportunity you can to um, just embrace every moment because it does go fast. I mean, you, you look no further than the, the senior parents of this year who have all said it, that man, time goes so fast and it does. And as I grow older, I'm seeing that time is going faster and faster and it's uh it's just crazy and this season was a blast for me first time in a long time i've gotten to kind of invest myself in a team in a season um i watch the rams i watch usc you know i watch uh teams on tv but it's not the same as kind of pulling for your alma mater and uh seeing the kids kind of represent the real hondo prep logo represent what a care is and the challenge now is going to be to take those lessons out into life. And uh, I got to say, guys, that I just want to welcome the senior class to the alumni side of things. Um, you made us proud. And, um, you know, 18 years from now, you'll be me. Maybe not running a podcast and uh, probably not as uh, probably a little skinnier than me and everything. But, but, you know, that's kind of what we all turn into is these old men. Like in, like you've seen in, um, you know, movies and such, you know, talk, in the small towns, talking about the the high school football team, and uh, that's what I think Real Hondo Prep is in a sense. It's a sense of community. We got guys in Oregon, we got guys in other countries talking about uh, talking about, um, you know, Rio football and their their experiences, and that's what I want to continue to do. I actually heard from Mike Lau uh, last night, who is uh, from Taiwan. And uh, he was say, talking about the 10 by 10 in and out burger order that uh, I talked about recently on a podcast. And uh, he was like, yeah, the legend lives on. So good to hear from Mike Lau, a teammate from back in the day. Uh, anyway, um, all good things must come to an end. This has been so much fun to the Real Hondo Prep family out there. Thank you for making this an incredibly fun ride this season. It has been so much fun to dive back in, uh, give back to the alma mater and to um, 
just be a part of it, to be a part of something special. And, and moving forward, we're going to continue to do that. Can't wait for the, the new podcast uh, that I'll, I might even uh, premiere sometime in the spring here. Um, just really excited about it all. So we got some great support this year on the Get Home Safe podcast. We're going to just transition, keep the Get Home Safe podcast, but make a special podcast just for Real Hondo Prep Football. And if there happens to be some successful teams in other sports, well, we'll cover that as well. But for now, uh, we'll go to a Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday format on the Get Home Safe podcast. No longer will we have the Monday uh, football, Real Hondo Prep Football show. And uh, hey, it's all good. It's all good. We look forward to next year. And as Mark said, we're just getting started. Thank you, fans. You've made this so much fun. I just, I'm just a guy that talks into a microphone about what I see and, and uh, just blessed to be able to do this. So thank you to the fans, to the alumni, uh, to the coaches, and, and uh, definitely to the players, the senior class, and uh, the, every, every kid on that team who has made this experience uh, one that I will remember forever. So thank you to the class of 2022 and uh, beyond. Welcome to the alumni club and guys, as Mark said, we're just getting started. Rio Hondo prep football is up and running and uh, we'll be back again very, very soon. We'll see you in the spring time. Probably can't wait for that, but guys, until then a charge to keep, I have a God to glorify a never-dying soul to save and fit it for the sky. Arm me with jealous care as in thy sight to live and, O thy servant, Lord, prepare a strict account to give.